Hi, this is Vidya, and you're listening to the Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Hey, Dream Chasers, this is Amy J. And thank you so much for tuning in to episode 57 of Chasing Dreams. Guys, we have had so many different people on the show, 57 different guests. Is that actually true? My sisters don't count. The one's repeated. Well, over 50 guests, that's fair to say. We had over 50 guests, all of them just as cool as the one before them. And this guest is no different. She is Vidya Vox. She's an Indian-born American, born in Chennai, and she grew up in Virginia. And get this, she is a singer-songwriter with music videos on YouTube. I mean, she learned Carnatic classical music since she was a young girl, and she studied psychology at George Washington University. So the neat thing is, while she was at GW, she started making YouTube videos, which opened doors she never dreamed of. And so this is kind of cool because she's been traveling around the world and performing at amazing venues, including the White House. Her YouTube channel has over 30 million views today, and she's posting Bollywood and Western pop mashups on her YouTube channel. So all the links are going to be on the show notes. You guys definitely have to go check that out because I actually put, I want to say my top four, three, four video links you guys should check out, which, you know, are, I think, probably her highest rated ones. Maybe not. I mean, after you guys listen, it'll probably change, but amazing videos. She's very talented and she's taken a break and come onto the show to share her story about her dream chase. And Vidya, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. It's nice to be here. You are so kind to come here after such a busy, you've been traveling. I mean, you're now, where are you? I'm now in LA. Um, I'm based out of here now, as of a few months ago. Woohoo, California resident. Uh, um, yeah, no, I'm here right now. I'm just home for the next couple of weeks. Well, week working on some music. So, as a as a former DMV resident and myself as well, I'm not sure I can woot woot your California move, but it is an amazing state, guys. Don't don't go flaming me. For anything. It is an amazing state and probably very good for you, given that the music industry is huge out there, right? Yeah, it is. And there are also so many amazing musicians here and filmmakers and directors and sort of just like everyone kind of doing their thing. And yeah, I mean, it's very like it's very receptive to new things and, and new sort of like trends and underground you know, things that are coming up, which is, you know, something that I absolutely love about LA culture, especially like in the arts kind of scene. So yeah, no, I love it here so far. Uh, we'll see how it goes. So you've traveled, done a number of different places, right? What is the most interesting place you have performed in? So not just visited, but performed. 
This is a tough one. You know, like I actually love like each country or place that I perform in for their specific reasons. But I think like probably the coolest overall would probably be Mauritius. I went there in May, April and May. And it was one of the coolest experiences because I would, I don't know, I sort of didn't even know what to expect when I got there. But when I got there, um, like on the radio, and like we walked into some store or like a mall and like my mashups would be playing like randomly. And it was the coolest thing ever because I don't know, like it's like a little island um, in the middle of the Indian Ocean. And and they're like, you know, big fans there. And it was like really beautiful people. And obviously, it's a gorgeous island and has like the most beautiful beaches that I've ever seen. Um, so yeah, definitely cool. And it was like performed there and such a great energy. So I really loved there, loved it there. Was that your first time hearing the music in a store as you're walking through? Yes, it was because, you know, I don't like, you know, it's obviously like the mashups. You don't really hear them like, you know, or American radio or anything. Well, not yet anyway. Um, so, yeah, you know, because it's like a very, I don't know, it's very um, sort of unique because it's like a lot of Indian songs, but also um, like Western pop songs. So it's like it, it, I think Mauritius is like a really like sort of cool place because it's, it has a lot of people of Indian origin, um, but who are actually like first and second generation Mauritians. Yeah. So that was a really cool experience. And I was, I totally freaked out. I was like, this is amazing. And I had did not know that was coming at all. I love that positivity because that just kind of cemented what you were doing. And also because you're right. I mean, it may be one day that we hear more Bollywood Western pop mashups or even your originals. I mean, there was a big push after uh, Slumdog Millionaire when the music uh, from that movie came out. So you never know it'll happen. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that's, you know, one of the coolest things about LA culture in general, too. It's I feel like, you know, they support, you know, different things. It doesn't have to be mainstream popper. You can definitely do your thing and still be, you know, appreciated as an artist. Um, That's what I've been finding so far. And that's cool. Yeah, hopefully we can uh, hear some more of that on the radio and, you know, see it more places. Definitely need more South Asian representation, for sure. No doubt South Indians represent. Yes. (laughs) So so I'm going to backtrack. I'm going to rewind your life back. You grew up in Virginia. It doesn't have as large of an Indian population as, say, Philadelphia or New York or Dallas, right? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. you learned classical music there. I did. One of sort of like the legends of Carnatic music, um, her brother... Um, lived in Maryland. So which is like, I lived in Northern Virginia. So, you know, it's like really easy to get back and forth um, to Maryland. So yeah, he lived in Maryland. And so my sister and I actually learned um, South Indian classical music from him since we were like, nine. Um, but we had started I when I, I lived in India before that. Um, so I was born in Chennai, and I lived um, in like Mumbai and Chennai till I was about nine. And so we learned like over there as well. I think I started learning when I was five, but then we kept moving around a lot. Um, so when we finally moved here to Northern Virginia, um, yeah, he basically has been my teacher, had been my teacher since then, since about, till about high school. Yeah. So you're talking about nine years old and 
even earlier than that, it was music or singing something you always wanted to do? I don't know if it was something that I've always wanted to do, to be honest. Um, I think that, I mean, it's a little bit like complicated. I think that because as, you know, Indian parents tend sure. to just, or parents in general, they just like put you in all these different classes when you're a kid. So I learned like when I was, yeah, so I started music when I was five and also was in dance, um, like classical dance for a bit, but then that sort of fell, fell away because I was more interested in music. But, um, you know, once I became older, you know, academics took over. So, you know, when I started, when I went to George Washington, I completely stopped learning actually um, music because it was just really tough to keep up everything. And I really thought music could be a thing until I collaborated with Shankar Tucker um, on YouTube. Like, I think that was a junior year of college. And that was like really eye opening because, you know, it's very difficult you know, just in general, like without YouTube or social media to just get in front of a record label or whatever, you know, or like do playback or any of those things, unless you already have those connections or like you've cemented some connections or there has to be like a way. And I feel like YouTube is amazing in that way where you can, you know, you can just share your music with people all over the world and you don't need those kinds of connections or, you know, you can just do your thing and like show it to people, which is awesome and share it with everyone. And so that's when I like realized like, oh my God, music can be a thing. And so I finished, I graduated and then I moved to uh, Bombay for about on and off for about two years. And yeah. And then I, I like restarted learning music and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I started my channel, I want to say last April. So, and it's been about a little bit over a year now. That's a crazy fast paced journey right there that you just mentioned. So yeah, I definitely like it sort of gave you the nutshell, but it was definitely pretty long. But yeah, right. I'm sure there were details in between. But the fact that, you know, we're talking probably what uh, a quick turnaround before you even thought music could be a thing, though, what was going to be your thing? Uh, I was studying to be a doctor. I majored in psychology and I did biology as well. And yeah, I was studying for my MCATs. Like even after I graduated, I was still studying for my MCATs in about like six months to eight months after I graduated. I was like, oh no, I can't do this because I just felt like you have one shot, you know, to like pursue your dream. And I feel like this is my one shot. And if it doesn't work out, I'm sure, you know, who knows, but I feel like you can't have like a backup plan. That's the thing I've learned is like, I don't know. You, I just have to like go for it. And that's why I was like, okay, I'm going to move to India. My mom just like definitely when I told her, she looked like me as if I had like 10 heads. But then I was like, mom, I have a plan. Like I need to go back to learn. Cause at that point it had been like four or five years since I had stopped learning and that's sort of out of touch. So I went back to the basics and, um, built it up from there. So yeah, no, it's, it's been, it's been good so far. So, and I'm working on some original stuff now. So we'll see, see where it goes. <laughs> so I'm glad you talked about your mom was support an issue. Did that scare you? Cause as, as Indian born American, who's chasing a dream, that's not typical, right? Because previously when you, you're taking your MCATs, it's the, it's a similar story for many. And good. If that's your story, there's nothing wrong with it, if that's what you want to do. But for you, Vidya, to go from med school, potential doctor, solid, confident, uh, maybe a consistent career that, you know, you could rely on 
to, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to try this music thing. Um, in fact, I'm going to go to India and pick it back up, see what happens, you know, take a shot in the dark there. My parents would probably freak out and then get to be supportive. And you, you mentioned your mom looked at you like you were crazy. Was that a difficult thing for you to face? It definitely was. I think that, you know, but I was very scared about sort of the entire situation. Like I had crazy anxiety attacks, just like, you know, even thinking about it, I just like totally break down. But I think that like sort of my like love for it and my fire for it, I was like, no, I just have to do it. And so that sort of like, you know, pummeled me forward, I feel like. And I told my mom and she was, yeah. And my grandmother, they were actually like pretty supportive. I mean, they were skeptical at first for sure. They were like supportive, but like skeptical. They were like, where is this going? Um, you know, especially if you're like, you know, it's like broke musician, like, or trying to learn music. And she's like, how are you going to support yourself? Like all those questions. Um, so yeah, no, it was definitely difficult. Um, it was probably one of the toughest decisions I've made actually. Um, and especially because all my friends are, now doctors, they actually all just graduated um, from med school, like, you know, a couple of, like last year. So they're all like residents now and stuff. So like, yeah, it was definitely like difficult. Also like telling friends and family, just like, this is what I'm going to do. And they're like, okay, like good for you. But then, you know, they're just sort of like watching from the sidelines to see how it goes. Sure. Um, all eyes are on you because you're pioneering something, right? Right. And they just like didn't I feel like a lot of no one really understood it until I started my YouTube channel, though. I feel like I, you know, when I was in India, I feel like I was not like alone, but I definitely was like trying to like I knew like my plan and I just like wanted to do it like I wanted to do mashups. And I I've always like sort of felt that connection to it, you know, because, you know, growing up, I'd be like singing like budgeons and Carnatic Krithis at home. But then like going to school, I'd be listening to like Usher and Destiny's Child and like Shakira. So I always felt like two separate worlds for me. And I always like try and, you know, I'd be like, what is the happy place of like the two worlds meaning? And I feel like mashups was that thing. And I knew I wanted to do that. But before that, I had to like, you know, start from the beginning a little bit. So if you don't mind me asking, if your support system had said no, if they had withdrawn and took a step back because it is a scary adventure that you're essentially on right now. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, to invest themselves and they're emotional and, you know, it's a lot to ask of them also, because, you know, it's, it's a leap of faith you're essentially going on. Did you ever give yourself or did you ever consider not going forward if they said no? Um, I don't think so, to be honest. Like I, I, at that point, like, by the time I told my mom and like grandma, you know, like what I was going to do, I had already made up my mind that I was going to do it regardless of what you say kind of thing. You know, um, Shankar has actually been like super supportive as well. And he like produces all the videos and the songs, um, with me and, and no, honestly, like, I feel like the three of them and obviously my sister. So if I feel like they sort of like got it because I, you know, they could see that I really wanted to do it. And um, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of times I was just like, ah, oh, you know, no, but they like knew I wanted to do it, but they didn't get exactly what I was doing until like last year. So it was good. So right now they can't complain. There's no set manual for what you're doing currently. And, and you, you had mentioned that Shankar Tucker has, had helped you or, or you know, you, you weren't his first or one of 
your, I guess your first exposure to music videos and such. And he's in it. He's involved. I mean, he's had a number of beautiful videos just as well on his channel, which link also on the show notes page, guys, you can check it out there. But he was also kind of sort of a pioneer in the sense of what he was doing. Were you nervous? I mean, because there's no flight plan, essentially. Right. No, there isn't. And actually, Shunkers is he's so brilliant um, because he taught himself. So it's like born out of necessity, to be honest. Like, you know, we don't have a we like didn't have budgets to like make videos like he didn't when he started specifically, like he had like no training in video and had like no budget to like hire people or anything. So he sort of had to like learn everything himself. So he like taught himself like logic and he taught himself how to edit videos and, and, and you know, shoot videos and like direct them and things like that and sort of I mean you could see sort of like the progression like if you watch his first video or my first video and then like a little bit you know they've hopefully they've gotten a little bit better as time has gone on and I think like and that's like the great thing I feel like you just like sort of figure it out as you go as long as the focus is the music because I feel like everything else falls into place if you are like focused on the art, I don't know, as corny as that sounds, I've like really found that to be true, to be honest. I think that a lot of people get sidetracked with like this or that, or like, you know what, I feel like it's easy to get sidetracked, but it's important that it's about your music and it's about you and you sharing a piece of yourself with your audience or whoever's listening. And I feel like if, if you have that sort of straightened out, I feel like everything else falls in place. You figure everything else out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So digging a little deeper as to what you're saying there. So you knew you wanted to do mashups. You went back to Bombay and you got the, you went back to the basics, so to speak, right? It could be a, it could be a Disney movie if you like. And right. You have the (laughs) montage of you going and learning all this stuff. And then, you know, um, is it kind of a step-by-step process? Hey, I need this. Okay. How do I do that? I want to do this. There's Google. Let me see if I can figure that out. Right. Maybe Shankar has done it. Is that the kind of thing you've been and maybe still are doing? Absolutely. Yeah. I just like the last week tried to learn Adobe Premiere Pro um, on how to edit on Adobe. I mean, I literally went to the Adobe website and took their tutorial. Um, so, yeah. So my last video is like edited on Adobe. But like, I think that, yeah, I'm still trying to do that. Um, I think that you know, I know that a certain skill level is required in terms of, you know, like putting in time for your art and practicing, you know, that, you know, isn't like magic 10,000 hours or something until you're a master or something like that. But, you know, I think the reason I felt like I needed to go back to basics and figure out, not like figure out, but like start relearning everything is because, you know, you really got to train for, you know, like people, people train for years and years and decades and, you know, and they still always feel like they don't know enough, you know, and that's sort of like, and I feel like I'm still learning. I still take classes like weekly lessons and, you know, do all that. So it's like a lot of things going on at once, but yeah, definitely like to be able to even sing in like, you know, sing on key and things like that. Like those are such basic skills, but they're so important and they're actually difficult to hone in if you like, you don't practice every day or so, yeah, you got to put in time, you got to put in time, got to do the work. So there's no shortcut to that for sure. So I, I told you offline that I was familiar and am familiar with what you've done. You, you have wonderful videos, millions of hits on a number of them, but you actually are the first guest who was requested 
by someone who reached out and said, hey, I would love to hear Vidya's story. And so my friend who who had made the request, um, Mm -hmm. she wants to remain anonymous, at least on the audio. Um, She had a question for you. So I'm going to get it. What song do you want to do that you haven't done yet? Ooh, good question. I I don't know if it's like necessarily a song. Um, I absolutely love Coldplay. And I've been wanting to cover one of their songs for quite a while now, actually. But I haven't been able to find sort of the right things to go with it. Or like, I don't know. I always like... I keep not like putting it off, but I keep being like, I need to find a different song that goes with it. I spend like so much time trying to like, you know, mash it up with something. And I haven't found the right song yet um, to go with like some of the Coldplay songs that I want to do. So that's definitely like one of the things that would be coming up that I hope I can figure out soon. (laughs) Um, But it's definitely a process. Well, that's actually a a great segue into the question I have is how do you choose your mashups? How do you choose what song works? I mean, it seems like a complex process. You you could either win or lose. The combination could suck. You know, do you play around with it? Absolutely. I have, I have a list of songs, like mashup ideas that I just like randomly get. Um, if I'm listening to this, a song on the radio or if I'm just like showering, I don't know. And I just like write them all down. And then, you know, when it's like time to do like the next video or the next song, I sort of look through that list and see like, what's, what can I do? And there have been so many times where I've spent like, you know, Shankar and I would spend like two or three days on a song. And then like at the end of the third day of like, seriously, like nonstop working on it, we would just realize that this sucks and we can't do it. Like even I usually like, only pick songs that I like to sing. Um, that's like a really like, you know, strict rule that I have because I feel like people aren't fooled. If you don't like the song, then, you know, your emotion doesn't show through and all that stuff. So I always feel like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's always, it's like a, it can be like a hit or miss sometimes. You just have to make sure they're both in the right scale. So like either major or minor, um, and the tempos are like similar. So those are the two sort of parameters that I usually look for in songs and like, or if like I can push the tempo like a little bit slower, faster for a song, then that would work. But yeah, no, it's a lot of experimentation and there are a lot of (laughs) failed projects as many as there are like successful ones. I can't believe So you, you'll work on something for many, many days and you guys will just chuck it. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause if, you know, if I'm not like feeling it and if I don't hundred percent love it, I just like don't release it because it's like, it's, it, there's no point. Um, I feel like if I can't stand behind like something that I release and like, I hundred percent love this also like it's complicated because you know, with YouTube as amazing as it is, and it's so great to share, um, you know, your work on it. It also has like immediate feedback and, you know, people, lots of people don't have like lots of nice things to say. A lot of people do, but a lot of people don't. And, um, you know, it's like, where do you draw the line of like, sort of like taking into like other people's opinions into consideration. I usually like don't read comments anymore. Um, I try not to because it like messes my head, but you know, when I do, I always try like if I can stand behind a song and I'm confident that I absolutely love it and I've put in all my blood, sweat 
and tears into it. And, you know, so then it doesn't affect me, like if other people hate it or whatever, because I love it, you know, and it's personal and it's subjective. Music is so relative and subjective and some people are not going to like some things and some people are going to like, you know, other things. So, you know, it's, it's like a very, yeah. So that's actually like one of the biggest rules. It's like, I will truck it if I can't stand behind it and absolutely love it. You know, guys, there's, there are a few lessons in that one, you know, stand behind what you're representing. Definitely. But two, be careful about being online. I'm, I so agree with you. The uh, online is a blessing and a curse. People can be amazing and people can quickly turn on you. Um, Absolutely. Right. Unfortunately. I I mean, it's unfortunate. And I feel like if I try, like if I'm a little bit experimental or, you know, or like, you know, all the ones who really like the song or, you know, sometimes they don't even comment. So it's like, you don't really get like a real feedback. Oh, that's Um, true. You know, so it's all like the, if the trolls or the haters and the people are like, oh, I don't like it. And it's like, that's okay if you don't like something because it's, I like it and it's like subjective. So you don't, you know, like you don't have to listen to it if you don't like it. It's like definitely, yeah, like you basically can't pay attention to that anymore. Well, I I, I think to your point, yeah, you're never going to please everyone, but at the same time, and if you're listening to this, please pay attention. There's a way to say things. It's called constructive criticism. You don't have to attack someone if you don't like it. If it's not your cup of tea, keep moving. Exactly. Right. If you don't like it, it's fine. If you don't like my experimentation or a take on a song, it's fine because it's, that's why it's my take on it. You know, if you want to do your own take on it, go for it. Like, you know, it's kind of like what. Sure. And many amazing artists have come from experimentation and standing behind what they do. I mean, we wouldn't have such amazing artists and classical artists of our times if they hadn't gone outside their own comfort zone. So you keep doing what you are doing because you have, I, I looked on your YouTube site, you have probably 25 music videos on there. I'm sure you have some on other channels as well. Of those, how many would you say you've chucked? A range. Um... Yeah, let me see. Probably equal amount, actually, okay. or maybe a little bit more. Um, yeah, I like for every song, every song that I release, there's probably like two or three that I've tracked. But you kept going. Honest. But you and yeah, that's amazing. Going. Something doesn't work. You know, I take a walk. I take a break from it. I watch Netflix or whatever I need to do, like go to the gym or whatever, and then come back to it the next day. And then if I still hate it, then I chuck it and then I'm like, new. Brent got to start from scratch again. And that's okay. It's a process. And I think it's teaching me a lot about what I like. And, and I've gotten a little bit faster at it, actually. So now I will know completely, like sort of from the beginning. So I don't have to spend like three days work trying to make it work. Like if it doesn't work in the first like day-ish, then I'm just like, no, I can't. It's a little bit different with like original music though, because original music, I'm just, I'm still trying to find what's like that happy medium between, you know, like the East and West kind of thing. And I, I don't, I need to like still like, that's been a little bit of a challenge recently and yeah, so I'm just working on it um, and see how it'll happen. So I have a bunch of songs. I'm sure a bunch of them are not going to make it on the album, but you know what? All good. It's a process. I don't think there are too many artists that have 
that can say that they all their songs made it onto a record. I don't think, yeah. you know. I'm pretty sure I remember reading something about Beyonce's um, like her self titled titled album, not this, not Lemonade, but the one right before it. And I think she had like a, a crazy amount of songs. It was like 40 or 50 or maybe even actually like maybe more, maybe it was like 80 and she was just, and like 15 or 17 made it, you know? And so it's like, yeah. So every, I feel like everyone goes through that process. And I think a part of it is also like, liberating sort of the, you know, your, the way you write, because I feel like you should be able to write without, you know, consequences without being like, Oh, what is this person going to think? Or what is it? You know, it's like about you. And I feel like when you do that, you end up like finding the right song that you like that then can make it on the album, you know? Absolutely. I mean, you've picked the right songs already with your mashups. I can't wait to hear your original songs. Ah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like also a little bit of like an experimental mood. And like, I'm really into like sort of alternative kind of, you know, going into like a little bit of EDM, but then alternative kind of music. So I don't know, I'm starting to get a little bit more experimental um, online as well as opposed to, you know, like, it's nice to have like a feel good mashup, but it's also nice to like push the borders a little bit for myself and see like what works and what doesn't. So, so have you, have you actually put a deadline on yourself for, for recording or anything? Or are you just kind of taking it as it comes? Um, right now I have like a very loose deadline of sometime next, um, like sort of like late winter. So I'm going to say like February, I kind of want to like finish, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm in the process of like, like Shankar is composed at like a bunch of it. And like, I've also composed some stuff and yeah, I mean, we're sort of in the process of writing right now. And I feel like if I put a deadline, it's going to stress me out a lot. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just like letting it come as it, you know, or taking sure, it as yeah. it comes. Yeah. Just yeah. kind of let it flow. See what yeah. happens. Yeah, absolutely. So of all the videos you've made, whether it be on your channel or, or someone else's, which mashup is your favorite? Ooh, you know what? That's like a very difficult question. I know it's like the favorite child question, but right. we will not hold it against you because they all are great songs, but you still got to pick one. <laughs> um, Let's see. Okay, maybe I can pick one in like different situations. So I love singing the Dive Deep, Tujmira Bdikahe um, mashup live, actually. I love singing that live. It's so beautiful like it's we have a little bit of a different arrangement for it live yeah it's one of my favorite songs definitely to perform live but I also like the boat song a lot because it was really cool because we like all the English lyrics and the tune of like all the English parts like the melodies like Shankar and I wrote them and it was really cool that people sort of like still like liked it, you know, with that original, with the traditional boat song that we'd re- remixed it with. And I, and I really like performing that live too, because it's, it's just like a fun song. So yeah, I want to say that would be probably my favorite, favorite. <laughs> Winner. Yes, that was mine. Yeah. So I'm from <laughs> cool. Kerala, so I'm a little biased in that sense, but it is oh, a beautiful cool. song. Thank you. Yeah, it was awesome. I feel like that was also one of those songs that just happened really spontaneously you know we wrote it we were like we were in K- 
Kerala, we were in Cochin and we're like, Oh, we should really do like a, like the Kerala boat song. And I had, you know, sort of heard it growing up as well. Cause I'm half, I'm not like half Kerala, but I'm fully Tamil, but my um, entire family is from Palakkad. So I speak like Palakkad Tamil and yeah. And like, no worries. And Malayalam. I'm really bad at speaking Malayalam, actually. That's right. But that's the one I can do. So <laughs> the one you can we'll do. make up yeah, for I'm it. Terrible Malayalam. I can't. Um, I can understand a little bit, but my grandmother and mom speak it fluently. So I basically, we've, I visited Kerala as a kid. Like my entire family are like devotees of Matamrathan and the May, you know, the hugging saint. Um, so we used to visit her ashram when we were kids. So, and they used to sing the song. And so Shankar and I were like, oh, uh, we should do this song. And then we, we really couldn't find anything. Like we didn't think anything else did like justice because it's such a traditional song. And we're like, oh, we didn't know what else could mash it up with. So we just wrote our own tune, like literally in a day, not even a day. It took like a couple hours. So yeah, it was so really fun. If it wasn't for the fact that you, you are also South Indian, uh, I would have been like, wait, you just happened to be in Kerala. Nobody, nobody really says that. Kerala deserves all the praise, though. It is gorgeous, as you can see from her music video. So it was you, Shankar, and Jomi George, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. And He's it, from Cochin, actually. Yeah. And I mean, you did the video there, too. Yeah, we did. That's the entire thing. We literally did the song, I'm not even kidding, like in 24 hours, and... And then Jomi, the, the two dancers in the video, that those are his childhood friends' wives, um, which was like a really cool thing. And so he had like all he, because we shot it in near his hometown in Cochin. It was like a little bit out, like, you know, in one of the villages there, I think. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and they like sort of knew all the good spots. And it was like this gorgeous, gorgeous, like, you know, like river, like backwaters spot. And yeah, we and then we shot it there within like a few hours. And so they they had like choreographed the dance. They also did the dance like, just within like a day because we'd given them the track. And yeah, it was really cool the way it came together. It was really, you know, is awesome. Everyone worked really hard. It is a beautiful song, guys, if you want to see the beauty of Kerala, definitely check out the video. Also, because it's a great song. But Fun fact, I was watching it the other day and Superwoman commented on your video. Lily Singh. Yeah, I saw, yeah, I've seen that. That's really sweet. I actually, um, so yeah, as I mentioned, I don't read comments really. So, but someone, I think someone found it and like told me, I think it might've been stronger actually. And he was like, wait, Superwoman's out. She's really cool. I've met her at um, a few YouTube fan fests like in India and yeah, she's a, like, she's super cool and totally repping South Asians. And uh, yeah, she's awesome. I love her videos. She's hilarious. Yeah. If the fact that Superwoman has, Superwoman loved it, uh, it's a beautiful scenery. Over 3.5 million people have watched that video. It doesn't <laughs> stop you. Uh, you're never going to watch it. Those are all amazing reasons. But before we let you go, so you can go, go on to create amazing music, you know, because clearly I'm stopping you from doing that. Um, We try to wrap up our our interviews with what is one thing you would recommend to someone who's chasing their dream like you are? Ooh, one thing I, I want to say there's no shortcut to hard work. Actually, there's no shortcut to like hustling and putting in your time at something 
And, you know, and it's all, and like also always remember like why you started. I feel like I always have to go back and, you know, if there's something, you know, if something doesn't go my way or, you know, if there are haters online or whatever, and I'm always like, you know, I have to go back to the fact that why am I doing this? You know, you have to be very passionate about what you do. And it always has to be about that one thing, whatever it is, that's your cup of tea. It has to be that, that has to be the focus. And I feel like that I've like seen it happen in my own personal life. Like if you focus on that, then everything else will fall into place. Well, I think you're living that example. And guys, take Vidya as an example for sure and and do what she's doing um, because <laughs> really- you, you're living your dreams and it's amazing to see. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story and, and being an example to others. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been so nice speaking with you and, you know, like talking about, like my journey. It's awesome. I don't get to do it very often. So thanks. And that was Vidya Vox taking some time out of her life, making music to share her story, which is very inspiring and something I hope inspires you as well. Wish her nothing but the best. You guys should definitely check out her YouTube channel. All the links that we mentioned today, including her YouTube channel and my top five favorite music videos of hers, including the Carola Boat song, which you should be checking out, is all on the show notes page over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com slash episode 57. That's episode 57. Until next time, guys, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing. Chasing.